start it out since you wanted to start it out anyways. Oh, well, fine. I'll do that anyway because we're already recording. Well, fuck. <laughs> gotcha again. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Skates to Throats. I am your host, Dakota LaShock, joined as always by my good friend, Christopher Patton. Chris, how the hell are you? I'm doing well, bud. I got uh, I got no complaints, really, uh, other than my computer just took a shit after we recorded 15 minutes of the show. Uh, <laughs> outside of that, everything is going swell, bud. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm here. Uh, I'm not doing too shabby. Just ready to talk about some hockey. We got some good stuff to talk about, man. Lots of crazy stuff going around the league here. So, lots of craziness. All right, so let's. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and start it out in a different order, cause to avoid uh, talking about the things that we've uh, already talked about. Um, I want to do this way too early picks for the 2020 Hockey Hall of Fame class because, who oh boy, there are some names on here. This is like a this is like a who's who. Like, just a great lineup. And if even half of these guys get in, it'll be a, a great class. So you got number one in his first year is Jerome Ginla. And that would be, I personally, I believe the guy's more than earned it. Uh, he, he was the face of the Calgary Flames for a very long time. I know we've talked about him a couple times on the show. Uh, Chris, what do you think about uh, old Mr. Ginla here? I believe that Yaginla inducted and still fucking awesome, so it only makes sense that he would God, be inducted yeah. into the into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Hell yeah. Um, obviously a great player, like you said, face of a franchise. Uh, kind of sad that he ended up like towards the end of his career headed, I believe. Didn't he end up heading? No, that I'm thinking of. Uh, I'm mixing up two players. Yeah, no, I Yaginla obviously. I to me, he'll always be known as a Calgary Flame. Massive career. I think he's a shoe in. Yeah, the Hall of Fame. I, I don't see him not getting in first ballot. I could be crazy on that because Hall of Fames are always a little weird there. There, but he's definitely one that stands out when you start looking at this list of players. And I, I and by the way, I was thinking of Alfredson for some reason. My mind's in Ottawa apparently. Uh, so apologies <laughs> for that one. Well, both our teams got beat by Ottawa, so I guess it's only fair. <laughs> All right, and this one, this it, is a good one. It hurts uh, so bad. It hurts it so bad knowing that both our teams lost to Ottawa. Who? Yeah. What? What is with Pajot? He's Fuck, like fucking Ottawa, did, man. Did he like make out with a wizard or something, and all of a sudden become great? Like he scored. <laughs> he's his highest goal total ever was 18 goals. He scored a hat trick against the Devils. Granted, one of them was an empty netter, but fuck. <laughs> Completely un unexpected. Let's let's go with that. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, I could say the same thing for the Philly game. It was just it's tough to watch. Tough to watch. But moving on, and another uh, first-year addition for this Hockey Hall of Fame class, you got Marion Hosa. I mean, what can I say about this guy? He's an absolute legend. 525 career goals and, uh, you know, 1,134 career points. That's, uh, that's nothing to sneeze at. So um, I think... Another possible shoe and and a well deserved one at that. What do you think? Yeah, and I it's an add on to those stat lines. He has two cups with Chicago, right? Exactly. 
So, I mean, he's a man who's made it over the hump. Right now, he's listed as long-term IR because of the contract they, they kind of logged him into. So it's a little surprising they're allowing him to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think that might be the only holdup is technically, if I'm not mistaken, he's still under that weird contract. Um, so I don't know how that affects his eligibility uh, based on that article. I, I don't know if it may not have any effect at all because he is on uh, long-term I, IR, like I said, but I could easily see him as a first ballot if, if available for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And the other, uh, the other prominent first name we got here is uh, Shane Doan, um, legendary face of the uh, Coyotes. Um, I... I don't think maybe I don't think it'll be this year. I know he will eventually get in there. I just don't know if it'll be this year. Yeah, he's one of the weirder ones on the list. Uh, I love Shane Doan a lot. Seems like all of the NHL games from like a, a like a 2010 up or 2000. I think it was 2010 up. It seems like every time I would play through the beginning of be a player career mode, I would get drafted to Arizona. So I have a strange love for him <laughs> because of that. Um, also, he is Austin Matthews' favorite player. I mean, he was the face of a team that was not very good for a long time. Exactly. And now that mantle has been passed to our very own Phil Kessel. I'm never going to stop yeah, talking about for, Phil Kessel. <laughs> except for Arizona doesn't look bad this year. No, exactly. And it's because of <laughs> Phil Kessel. <laughs> I can't. You think, you, you think it's just because of Phil completely? Yeah, it's or do his... you think that the team is actually starting to turn it around a little bit? It's his presence. He has a very a soothing presence. People look at him and be like, oh, wow, man. All right, he's here, so we can do this. It's just like he's like an 80s montage just as a person. So uh, I, <laughs> he's, an Ed, 80, he's, yeah. he's he's the Gardner Minshew of the Hockey League. Apparently. Yes. <laughs> just, okay. <laughs> I could see that. Yes. Uh, I mean, obviously, we love Phil on this. Uh, yes, so we do. I'm going to let it slide. <laughs> I'll let it marinate. <laughs> um, and uh, I found for his eighth year of eligibility, the guy we are going to do our player highlight on today, Cujo, Curtis Joseph. Um, so <laughs> I'd love for him to get in there. Uh, see, you got uh, Sergey Gonchar has more than earned it, I think, at this point. He's a legendary, uh, legendary part of Pittsburgh, a team that I hated for a very long time. Uh, you got Rod Brendamore. I think, I think, uh, gosh, I've, uh, I've got nothing bad to say about Rod Brendamore. That guy was a flyer and is a great coach. I'd like to see Alexander McGillney get in there. Um, it's just, you know, the, the committee's finicky, so it'll be, it'll be what it'll be. Yeah. McGinley's a, a, is a weird one too, because I you're not they're not really looking I don't think they're going to look at anything that he did while he was in Russia um Man. which you know, like we've ta- we talked about him in the past if you go back and listen to the defector episode specifically um he was a huge deal just getting Russian players here he was kind of the first person to ever defect from Russia as part of the army he was basically considered a political prisoner um, yeah. as far as how he became an NHL player I think that alone should get him into the Hall of Fame. I'm actually a little shocked that Cujo is not in already. I mean, he had 454 wins uh, in his career total, if, you, if you're if you going all the way back, I guess, to 
Uh, well, if we're doing just NHL stats, I guess you would look. It's his no, his NHL total was four four fifty four, three hundred fifty two losses, uh, ninety ties. We lived in a time period of ties there. Fifty one shutouts and a save percentage career of nine oh six, which is not terrible. And if if you look at his playoff save percentage, it's even higher at nine uh, at nine one seven. The guy's an absolute monster, and, and we're going to get more into that with his uh, with the player highlight. But I, I'm surprised that this is his eighth. What'd you say it was his eighth time on the card? Uh, yes, yes, yes. They obviously do. I guess they don't have the same amount of love for him as as me. I mean, this man was a, I guess kind of a face of multiple teams with playing for the Blues for what I want to say. for four years uh, and then kind of going uh, back and forth with the Red Wings for a little bit there. Um, it's, a, it's a little crazy to me. I, I, it's just one of those things where you would assume that he would he would have somehow ended up there. I, he doesn't have the trophies necessarily. He's not like a Vienza winner or anything, but definitely someone you could easily see um, to me should be put into the hall of fame he's definitely getting put into the hall of fucking awesome later so stick around for that for sure oh yeah oh (laughs) yes i've got a spot reserved on the website i am currently building for this podcast and it's going to be beautiful oh all right moving along let's see uh we're gonna we're gonna change gears here and talk about a team that's well let's say they're having a tough time this season I'm gonna I'm gonna toss it over to you, Chris, and let's talk about how the Devils have placed Corey Schneider on waivers. Yeah, so Corey he looked great at the uh, end of last year. Looked very strong in preseason. So far, he just hasn't been that reliable. I think as a teammate, he stepped up in a big way by inviting you know Jack Hughes into his house after Hughes got drafted, and and, and that's kind of where Hughes has been living. Um, so for that standpoint, it's a really big deal. Uh. It, and I, I like Corey. I think he's a great guy. I don't think this is a bad move. The Devils have to have someone they can rely on as a backup right now. Kenzie Blackwood had an absolute great game uh, with 38 saves recently, and they're kind of riding the hot hand, and hopefully he can be the new number one. Um, when we did the previews, I was like, well, the Devils could either be a wild card team or they could struggle in net because we don't know what kind of Corey we're going to get. And, uh, it's been a little bit of the story of the season. I'm not going to blame it all on him because the defense hasn't been, hasn't been amazing. It just seems like some of it, we weren't getting any of those big saves that you would have seen in 2014, 2015. Um, it's unfortunate for Corey. I feel like he gave this team kind of the prime of his career coming here at 32, 33 years old and playing with a bad team with a lot of old players, such as uh, Patrick Elias and Yarmir Yager. I think at one time they were the oldest team in the league. By average, so that, yeah, that's that, just because Yager was on the team because he's 145. <laughs> you could look at it like that, or you could say uh, the Devils just kind of uh, they when you win that long, when you have that long of a playoff streak, and and that big of a you know, eventually there is a downturn. I think that there's you, you know, Detroit fans have been seeing this the past two years, where yeah. you know you're losing Datsuk, you're losing Zetterberg. Um, Howard's older. It's it's very similar with the Devils and with, similar uh, with the Kings too. It's just it just happens. If you're if you're really good for a really long time, eventually people get older. I mean, it yeah. happened to the Islanders in the '80s. So it's 
this isn't anything new. It's rebuild. And right now, I think they're sending Corey down to the AHL. I don't think anyone's going to pick him up off waivers uh, simply because it's a $6 million contract. I think there's potential that he'll get moved. Uh, you know, if he goes down to the AHL, it looks good. They bring him back up, and he, he seems like he's a solid goaltender. You could, I could see a trade for, you know, some late-round picks. The Devils will retain some money, move some money off their cap. Uh, and then maybe he could go somewhere and become like a Brian Elliott. You know what I mean? I, I don't think that's completely out of this world insane, just because Corey Snyder, when he's really good, he is really damn good. There's a reason why he's played um, with Team USA, and he's a former all-star. I'm not as critical on him as some other Devils fans. There's some other Devils fans out there probably listening to this that are just yelling at me. Um, Deming getting pulled up. I think he had a solid season with Tampa. Outside of that, I don't know much about him. That's going to be very interesting. Uh, tomorrow, obviously, Blackwood is starting. He's going to be playing against the Bruins. Probably going to get Rask in net, I'm assuming. Um, which should be fun. That should be a fun game. Uh, the biggest question mark and, and kind of the thing that's inescapable is Taylor Hall still hasn't re-signed. And that's kind of where all this conversation gets geared to out more, more so than Snyder getting sent down. I think uh, people are just either like shit or get off the pot, do a trade, something with Hall. Um, Corey just happens to be there and, and hasn't performed very well. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this? Maybe something I missed or. No, I think you hit the nail on the, uh, on the head. Wouldn't it be a real treat though? If uh, right at the trade deadline, Taylor Hall goes to Philadelphia. I think that'd be great. <laughs> I don't think you guys have the cap room after paying uh, Elliot, who we talked about earlier, so much money. But <laughs> I think possible. we have cap space. We'll see. We're not like the Maple Leafs, who use every single uh, cent they possibly can. I, I mean, um, the biggest thing is, you know, the thing about the tread deadline, he's only going to want to go somewhere where I think he has a no trade clause too. So there's only certain teams he's going to want to go to with Taylor Hall. And the other thing is you you have to – he's going to want that guarantee that he's going to get re-signed. You know what I mean? And and his re-sign is the part of the contract I'm talking about where it's going to be $10 to $12 million. There's very few teams that are going to be able to swing that. I think the Devils are one of them, obviously. But um, they're talking about a potential trade with him back to Edmonton, which to me sounds absolutely insane going back – leaving a team where you're – the guy, the face. Yeah, and then you'd go to a team where you'd be lost in the other guys. Yeah, I mean, you, you, no one's going to put him ahead of Connor McDavid at this point in their oh. careers. And it's not, you know, Hall's two years ago, he was the MVP. It's not like anyone's like, Hall's a bad player. It's just, you left that team because it wasn't your team. You came to New Jersey, you took him to the playoffs, the fans love you. They just want to see you sign and do well. Um I think there's something to be said. I know I know he wants to win. Everybody wants to win a cup, but there's two sides to every one of those stories where a player goes somewhere, like Alfredson went to the Red Wings, the Red Wings were terrible. Uh, <laughs> went to LA after coming back from Russia and they were worse than the Devils. Yeah. Um, now he's not even playing. So there's that's the one thing to keep in mind is uh even the best intentions sometimes aren't going to necessarily win you a cup. There are uh, obviously throughout history there's times where that worked out. Uh, Dominic Kosick, I think, would be a, a good one to point to. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird scenario for the Devils. I I feel for Snyder. Hopefully, he goes down the AHL and gets his game back and can come back and be a solid, you know, 
number two. And, ho- and, and if Blackwood keeps playing like he is, you can only assume that Corey, that's what he's going to be for the rest of that contract unless the Devils can, can move him in some shape or form. Um, but yeah, I, I just assume that it's going to be a lot more of Mackenzie Blackwood, a lot less of uh, Deming and, and Snyder going forward. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so I guess it uh, remains to be seen. Um, one thing we always love to uh, to touch on on this podcast, this being a predominantly, uh, I would say we enjoy hockey fights. Uh, Darcy Kemper came very close to beating the brakes off of, uh, off of gosh, it's, it's Matthew Kachuk. Brady Kachuk's the other one. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, you don't you don't see too many uh, goalie fights, but I feel like Chuck's one of those guys who can just get under anyone's skin. I'd really love to see him and Brad Marchand fight because I know he'd beat the shit out of Marchand, but I still think it'd be a fun fight to watch. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, on all Kachuk's antics here? I love that Kemper didn't back down and went out and grabbed this guy. Um, he. I, you know, Kachuk is, is upset. There's another, I think, one of the other stories that we have where he's actually called out his team and their play as a play. Um, I think the best thing about this is Kemper also blocked 37 shots, got his second shutout of the season, and almost kicked the shit out of Kachuk. Yeah. So, like, if you're a fan of Darcy Kemper right now, I wonder how many jerseys he sold after that game. Oh, I'm sure at least I'm sure at least 25. <laughs> Are we gonna say this is also magic of Phil the Thrill? Yeah, because I didn't I didn't see any lightsaber swings with a stick. I was kind of disappointed about that. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. You just cut over to the bench and you see Phil Kessel there moving his fingers around, trying to influence everything around him. That's what he's doing, man. He's he's like he's like the Yoda of hockey. He just makes <laughs> everything better around him. And I mean, um, it, it 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 was it's just crazy to see a goalie and a Ford get into a fight, or I mean, or someone like Kachuk get into a fight. Kachuk, it's he gets under people's skins. It was just crazy to see a goalie come out <laughs> and try oh. to fight not a goalie. It doesn't happen that often, so it's always great when it does. Yes. <laughs> And the rest of the players were just like, I don't know what to do. I was like, I guess I can't <laughs> let them go. <laughs> it's I happening already now. Between them. <laughs> They're having a moment. He was like, it happens. He, like Kemper's quote was like, it happens. A little bit of fun, but then we got back to work. That's a big part of our success. It's how tight we are as a group. We want to have each other's backs out there. Um, this made me a fan, <laughs> for yes. sure, of Darcy. So uh, I, I, I like Chuck, I like I like the way he plays. He is an asshole. He is an instigator. I would love to see him fight Brad Marchand. I am not sure that he would kick Brad Marchand's ass though, because there's I not think been any. I think oh, it'll be, I think it'd be this, a fun this, fight. This reminds <laughs> me, I found your Christmas present for this year, and that they have some very nice Brad Marchand socks, and I felt you would uh, you would appreciate those. Good. That's, yes. Thank you. I'll, I'll make sure. Can you get me two pairs? Yes. So, uh, yes. One to one to shit on and one to cover it up with, you know. Well, I mean, you could just wipe with them, and you could still shit in the toilet. I mean, uh, not to go full caveman yet. <laughs> full full caveman when it comes to Marshan, dude. Yeah. 
Uh, well, while we're on the subject of the Calgary Flames, they're, uh, I don't know, they're, they're having a weird season. Doesn't seem like they're doing really good, but they're not really doing that bad either. Um, I don't think that's going to work to get them to the playoffs again. I think they need to step it up. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a weird season. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, like, I mean, that's just my opinion. You could have a completely different thing. But uh, from what I've seen, it's just not quite the same Calgary Flames that we saw last season. It's almost like their forwards are in a little bit of a scoring slump. We saw, uh, the you know, I think Vegas beat them 6-0 for their fourth straight loss, which is what made Kachuk come out. And, and after the game, he said, it's getting pretty old. It's not that our stats have been horrible. We just can't get the lead. When we trail, we press. They put a six spot on us. We kind of let them run away with it and leave our goalie out to dry countless times. So he's ignoring. No, he's not going to sugarcoat. Yeah, he doesn't sugarcoat anything. And Mark Giordano had some great chances and just missed opportunities. And I can relate to that a lot after watching Hall ring two off the post and miss two open netters. Like, sometimes you're just snake bitten, and it kind of sucks. Cam Talbot hasn't looked great in net. And I think when we did the previews, I thought that was one of the things that I pointed out about Calgary is their goaltending skin is, is, I think, the one thing that might hold them back a bit uh but yeah it's a it's a it's a slide um the biggest stat i guess you could pull out of it is they're they're 15 and 3 over their four game losing streak so it's not like they're just getting beat barely they're getting fucking caved in yeah they're getting uh they're getting their domes popped (laughs) so it's uh i can understand the frustration hopefully they turn it around i i like calgary just fine uh, you know, former Atlanta Flames, <laughs> Calgary Flames. So uh, I, I will say that there's some good cookie dusters on that team oh, for, yeah. for, for Movember. So they got that going for them. Um, that, I mean, the Golden Knights thing, there was some great shots that they had. It's just Mark Andre Fleury is, is an absolute fucking monster. So yeah, <laughs> that, that, that piece of that. And, uh, man, it's just, it's one of those things like uh, Giordani said, Giordano came out and he said, if I score that one, it's something we're all sort of guilty of right now, not bearing down and putting those ones in. I thought we had our looks for sure early in the game. Every team goes through scoring funks. Uh, we really have to put pucks through the net and whack one home. Guys are battling, trying to get there for second and third attempts. When you're chasing two or three, every game teams will make you pay. And you give up odd man rushes, which is exactly what happened. And if you look at the score sheet, you're like, okay, well, I don't necessarily know if that was goaltending or if the goaltender just got left out to dry, which based on what Kachuk said, I'm going to go ahead and say that that was the case. I didn't watch the, the Golden Knights game. I did go back and watch the Arizona game just because I heard that there was a goalie fight in it. Um, they, they looked rough. That's the That's the best way to put it, I guess. For sure. And I'm going to take a moment here just to talk about the Flyers because they're on a bit of a skid themselves. Uh, They, like we alluded to, I I don't know, maybe it was the lost recording. Uh, They lost to Ottawa, which is embarrassing considering that team is next to dead last in the uh, wild card standings. Um, Not a great team, but uh, just finding some pockets of magic, I guess, this season. 
Um, the Flyers play the Panthers tomorrow, who are third in the Atlantic. Um, the Flyers win this. I think they'll be, well, they'll be right up there almost, I think, just about tied with uh, Carolina for third in the Metropolitan. But that being said, this Flyers team is good this season. Offensively, they're good. They're pressing. Defensively, they're insane. Sean Couturier is a monster at winning faceoffs. Their penalty kill is outstanding. It's refreshing to see a good Philadelphia Flyers team play so completely. Um, I don't see them sliding any further down the down the charts as a as this season draws on. I think they're going to keep it up. I mean, I hope so, both as a fan, but just in what I've seen, this is. It's a good-looking team. You have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I thought they looked pretty good. I the one game that I've watched for them for sure was the the Devils Flyers game, which went into OT, and I thought both teams looked kind of better than their record. Um, what I will say about Ottawa, and I think he made both of our teams pay a little bit, was uh, Jean Gabriel Fajou. Uh, Eleven goals, four assists, fifteen points, a plus fifteen on the ice. Uh, only 13 penalty minutes. The guy is having a lights-out uh, season. To put that in perspective, something that's very, very un, un, um, unexpected for this player, his highest goal total ever is 18, and he's got 11 <laughs> this year. So he's he's putting in some damn work. I don't know if it's the people he's playing with, the line he's playing with. Uh, like I said, I'm, I haven't been following Ottawa very hard. Obviously, they beat the Devils. Um, that game was a, a, was pretty weird. Ottawa got he got two against the devils and then uh, an empty netter for the hat trick at the, the tail end of that game after the devils pulled their goalie devils look strong in it to begin with they end up losing four two. So I uh, feel your Ottawa pain at the moment. That team is uh pretty weird. Paggio is having a great season. So good for him. And uh, as far as the flyers go, I, I, you know, I think that's a really good team and it's one of those things where Claude Giroux always seems like he is a slow starter. And then the goals start coming. Um, yep. I think that's that the magic, one thing. Man. That's the one thing we haven't seen. And I used to say that about Ovechkin. He kind of got out to a little bit of a hot start this year as opposed to previous years. But him and Giroux, you'll look at like the league, like top goal scorers midseason, and they have like 10 or something. Uh, and then all of a sudden it jumps up by like 30. And you're like, <laughs> what the hell happened? Um, I think Drew still has those, you know, the hands obviously can still score. Uh, so it's only a matter of time. I think you could obviously say the same thing with the Devils with Taylor Hall. He's not going to continuously ring it off the post the entire season. Some of those no. are eventually going to find the net. Um, as far as talking about good things about the Devil, Nico Heischer, uh, it's, he's seems like he's one of those players that took a little bit to come into the, the you know, grow into what people thought he could be. And he's looked absolutely incredible this season. I think I sent you a message last night saying Andy Green has been great. He's a he's a plus eight defenseman on a team that's under 500. Um, <laughs> he's really yeah. been holding his own. And they put him in very tough situations against top forwards uh, quite a bit. So I'm actually really impressed by uh, Andy Green, which I always am. That that I know a lot of Devils fans aren't huge huge on him because of his age he is 36 i think 36 37 years old he is the captain and he's been holding it down um gusev has looked a lot better since they put him with patrick elias elias has been teaching him positioning uh i would say gusev's the weakest 
piece of his game seems to be his skating. It's definitely not his shot. Uh, and he's worked. It seems like his positioning is better. Like he's not getting so far out of position that he has to worry about trying to get there with his speed necessarily. And uh, he's looked good the past two games as well. So hopefully things are turning around for the Devils. McKenzie Blackwood's looked pretty good. He did let in one uh, shitty goal in the Ottawa game at the side of the net, which I, I'm going to write that off as a fluke. He was hugging the corner and just one got by him at a sharp angle, which is always like it, it pisses you off so much as a hockey fan of your team. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to I'm going to write that one off. Every other goal has been pretty either a redirect or bounced off one of his own players. And uh, the Devils have seen a lot of that this year. There's been a lot of wonky goals this year. I don't know if you've noticed that, but yeah, it seems there like there's a lot of a lot of weird ones, like a lot the, of weird NH- callbacks, too. Yeah, the NHL weird is like half of it is just like players shooting the goal and then going off other players this year. Which... Yeah, or like David Poster and I putting it between his legs and then backhanding it into the net. <laughs> <laughs> there's been some great goals, but there's also been some really weird. I mean, you also had the lacrosse uh, goal we talked about last week. That one was yeah. pretty nuts. Uh, there was a great um, a great moment where Matthews thought about doing it. and couldn't get it on his stick, so he just passed it across Greece for a goal and then kind of <laughs> laughed about it. Um, only Matthews been... could pull that off. <laughs> it was, uh, so yeah, so I did, I, it's not all doom and gloom. The devils are only six points back from the flyers at the moment. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, there's seven. So if you're, if you're looking at the, uh, you know, that overall stat line with the four overtime losses, that really hurts. When it starts talking about points and, and two of those were shootouts. So those are 50-50 anyways. But I, I don't know, man. I feel better about the team. Unfortunately, they got to go to Boston. We'll see. Hopefully they beat the Bruins. That's going to be a tough-ass game. The Bruins are clicking on all cylinders and kind of running away. Yeah. Um, yeah looking like nuts this season. They look like clear favorites for what What do they call it in hockey? The President's Cup? Winning yeah. the most games. Yeah. So they're early in the season, barring anything catastrophic happening they're looking like clear clear favorites for president's cup at the moment yeah i would say so um all right so uh i guess we'll uh get to the biggest the biggest thing we uh this was the main thing we talked about uh, and the first time we tried to record it uh don cherry legendary uh sports or hockey night in canada face has been fired for I don't want to say questionable circumstances. I mean, obviously he said something that was taken out of turn and, you know, I could see how it would come across as, as pointed, but then again, you can say that about just anything. Um, but anyway, he has been fired. Uh, very divisive, very divisive thing. He's a lot of people either were agreeing with it or they hated it. Um, Either way, whether you love the guy or hate the guy, you can't deny the fact that he's been doing this for a very long time. Um, so, I mean, I I grew up in South Jersey, and even there, you know, you know, you know who Don Cherry is. You know his weird outfit choices. Um, and I know Chris, you don't have you don't have a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of firsthand knowledge about him, but uh, yeah, he's he's a huge part of uh, Canadian hockey culture, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I think more of my knowledge of him is based on uh, 
the documentary they did on him and kind of his career statistics and him as a as a coach more so than um as an actual player um i mean he won several jack adams coaching awards right so obviously the guy knows what he's talking about when he talks about hockey and how to get it done he was part of some of those great boston teams in the 70s uh as far as like hockey night in canada that surprisingly enough that's not something you get very often in atlanta georgia (laughs) so i i I know every time i hear of don cherry it's him saying something really off the cuff either him hating on modern hockey um, (laughs) and i'm gonna say what i said the last time okay boomer (laughs) (laughs) a little bit of uh uh i i don't I, i don't know how else to put it but he has multiple times said there's like a basically a pussification of the league or the league being soft um, with, with some things like around fighting and and, uh, some of the penalties they've called. Um, But he's also made some very off color comments. And I think that this is just one of those things where enough people are already mad at him. He, the wording he chose to use didn't help him at all. Uh, the rant itself was you people love our way of life, love our milk and honey. At least you could do was pay a couple bucks for poppies or something like that. These guys paid your way of life that you enjoy in Canada. Um, uh, it, I mean, obviously it got pointed towards immigrants. I don't know if that's what he was really going for. It's hard to say was, because, yeah. because he is Don Cherry and he does say a lot of fucked up stuff. He's like uh, Don Imus. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it just must be the name Don. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's just uh, I, I, like I think there I, could be a million reasons, you know. Yeah, and I pointed it back to uh, someone similar who got into a little bit of hot water recently is a, a wrestling podcaster and announcer for NWA Power, uh, Mr. Jim Cornette. Kind of reminds me very similar. You're either gonna love him, depending on what your thoughts on hockey are and how the game should be played, or you're gonna absolutely hate him. And it seems like. And probably not for the worst. I mean, Toronto and and TSN. I, he works for he worked for TSN, right? Yes. Okay. So hockey night in Canada in general is is choosing to move away from him, and that's. I think we're going to see more and more of that as hockey evolves and changes. Um, he's going to have a podcast, and yes. I think that'll be really cool for him getting people like Bobby Clark on and. Or Bobby Orr, sorry, Bobby Orr on, and some of the legends. Maybe he will get Bobby Clark. Maybe I think that you know he's well respected enough, especially by those people in the '70s, that if he just does that kind of podcast, and maybe they talk a little bit about the past and a little bit about the modern game, maybe this works out for everyone. Like if you're a huge Don Cherry fan, this might actually be something even cooler if you like podcasts than him being on Hockey Night in Canada. Because he's going to say whatever he wants. Yeah, he's going to be way more unfiltered. Um, 85 years old. I I think it's just one of those things where it's just time to move on in general. Or yeah. Anything else. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, lastly, I think I'm gonna transition to our. You wanna talk about Mr. Ovechkin's comments here? Yes. Uh, so Ovechkin put a very very large hit on Jonathan Drouin. He you can see he left his skates a little bit. He was putting everything he could into this hit. Uh, after the game, he is asked about it a little bit. And um, basically he said, 
it's it's hockey it's not a ballet exactly <laughs> um he sped up to hit the guy he he hit him pretty damn hard i think that this was a moment where he was trying to turn his team around and a lot of people got mad because it was like charging but it it i don't know how you get that hit any cleaner you either want hitting in hockey or you don't want hitting in hockey i'm perfectly fine with this this was a very scott stevens-esque hit the guy was coming in through the zone um right above the red circle was dealing with one defender and over how i saw it uh, a lot of other people uh were a little upset about this and if you're a juan fan you're probably really upset about this but uh, i liked his comments afterwards it sucks that juan got hurt on the hit obviously you don't want to see that. Um, and he took a hit to the ice. And I, if I'm not mistaken, this isn't Duran's first. Con- I'm assuming that he's concussed, right? That's yeah, why yeah I think so. Yeah. So this isn't his first one of those. So that's always scary. But uh, I, it's it's just one of those things. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um. I don't know. Like yeah, hockey is a contact sport. You know, you're you're never gonna take away all these hits out of it. This is just one one time where two players come together and it's just the right kind of hit. And unfortunately, these things happen. But you know what you sign up for at the beginning of the day. You know, this is a contact yeah. sport. I I mean, it's really rough for Montreal because they're gonna have two big injuries right now with uh, Druin and and Byron both being out and uh, Druin's. I'm assuming that he's going to come back at some point. Byron's still unknown, but going into this game, uh, going into the injury, I guess I should say, Druin uh, had seven goals and eight assists in 19 games, which is nothing to sneeze at. That's almost a point a game, so that's pretty damn good. Julian came out and said, uh, we're in a sport where injuries unfortunately happen. We're just going to hope it's shorter than longer, and we're going to hope he comes back the way he left us, so. Um, there was another uh there was another news article on this where I where I'm looking at this article and it's uh Ovechkin taking his baby Sergey which is a fucking great name for a baby cuz you know he's going to grow up to be a hockey player with a name like Sergey Ovechkin. I wonder uh, who he could be named after. Maybe <laughs> Fedorov, <laughs> Gonchar, any of the famous Sergeys. Gosh, what a cool name and that kid you, you got to know that kid's going to be a great hockey player. I mean, that's that's nuts. Well, um, he's like two now, so we'll yeah. see. <laughs> yeah. He may only grow up to be like five foot four or something. That's really going <laughs> to, I mean, doubtful because Russian machine never breaks. So Exactly. I'm assuming he'll grow this up. Is the, this is the next upgrade. <laughs> he's been eating his OVOs. Yes. Obviously, the Washington Capitals have been doing fucking outstanding this season, um, as they should. They're a great team, great fan base. Uh, you know, it's nice to see. It's nice to see. There's obviously no, uh, there's no playoff blues with them. They're uh, they're definitely. I think they're a team that's a strong strong candidate for the for the playoffs this season. So we'll see. Yeah, and 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 Montreal has been playing really well as uh, has been playing really good as well, I should say, um, and almost pulled out one against the Devils. The goal got called back. Uh, 
20 seconds left with a clear kicking motion. I don't necessarily know I agree with that call even as a Devils fan, but I'll take it. Um, they're they're an interesting team to watch, and obviously when they get driven back, I think they still could uh, they still could make a run to the playoffs. I'm not oh easily I'm, yeah I'm gonna rule them out. Um, but Washington once again they're they're kind of in the battle right now with just who's gonna get the President Cup uh, being the top of the Metro. Um, we'll see. We'll see, see what happens. He's yes. gonna be very good. I mean they're definitely gonna make the playoffs. I I don't yeah. Catastrophe, but uh, I don't see that happening. Yeah, Russian machine never breaks. So I mean, they're currently up three nothing over the uh, Ducks. So yep, nothing really to shake at. Right. So you want to do our uh, want to do our player highlight for this week? Kick us off here. uh, Yeah, we talked about him a little bit earlier, but uh, the great Curtis Joseph Cujo. Yes. Nickname, yes. obviously a a joke of, or not a joke necessarily, but uh, a take on Cujo, the Stephen King novel. All of his masks donned this awesome dog, uh, which is one of the best things about him, honestly, is I love the goalie mask. He's absolutely incredible in the net. Uh, to me, I think I was telling you yesterday when I, we, were, we were talking about who we should do for the show, uh, his ability to sprawl out of butterflies incredible some of his biggest saves if you watch this highlight reel they're they're absolutely it's absolutely nuts um obviously he's played with st louis blues edmonton oilers toronto maple leafs detroit red wings the phoenix coyotes and then back to uh toronto to pull it off i um it's one of those it's it's just his career is just absolutely insane what he accomplished when you go back to some of those big goals um never got Never got a, uh, never got a cup. No, nope. I think he, you know, when he went to the Red Wings, I think that was his best shot in 2002, 2003. Um, did end up getting it done, but uh, he had a 9-12 that year. That's probably the closest I would say he came. I could be a little wrong on that, but I think that was about the closest that he came to getting a cup. Did win an Olympic gold medal in 2002. The stat line is pretty ridiculous. Uh, it's 454 wins, 352 losses. 90 ties and um his uh save percentage was a 906 career in the nhl which is pretty damn good all things considering yeah and he's married to a playboy playmate so you know what fuck man he's doing good (laughs) uh yes sir um when he won the gold medal in canada obviously in 2002 he wasn't a big part of that team i will say that but uh yeah, I think he's an absolute legend. Definitely yeah. worthy of the Hall of Fucking Awesome if you watch his highlight reel. Fuck Some of yeah, his dude. big saves are absolutely ridiculous. Him schooling young Ovechkin. Um, there's one where he played for Toronto where he had to come back around the the backside of the net and block, you know, do the stick block out of nowhere on a wide open net. There's just so many. If you look at his freaking highlight reel saves, they're ridiculous. They're all things that you see now is like a, a some a goalie might pull it off once in their career or twice in their career. It's like he did it a bazillion times. Yeah, he um, was just consistently great. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's it's absolutely nuts. Uh, SB Nation has a great video on him on the. Uh, they have a hockey rewind of, of Curtis Cujo Joseph. I definitely recommend uh, 
checking that out. And uh, like I said, for the goalie mask alone, he almost got put into the hall. Yes, because if you'll remember, we did an episode on our favorite goalie masks. Um, and he was definitely on there because that, that Cujo mask, his dog masks are the best. I mean, it's never yeah, going to be Gary Cheever's, you know, simple hockey mask with the stitches. But God damn, is it cool to look at? Yep. And uh, for once, we we picked a Toronto player or someone I would highly associate with Toronto. Yes. Uh, and it was before the uh, before the reign of Babcock, which uh, not doing too well for them this season. We'll see. It's so weird. Uh, sometimes they look like a million bucks, and other times they well, look they're exactly... on a five-game losing skid right now. So yeah, so we'll see. I'm a. I'm. They're gonna get their goal scoring together and I'm a lot sure. of that. But I, yeah, I, this is another one of those weird goalies that had uh, played for St. Louis and then had to try to find a cup elsewhere. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's it's a, he's he almost went the path of Hasek by going to the Red Wings and getting one and uh, 2001 2000 or 2002 2003. It's uh it's it's crazy that he never got one as good as he was, but that happens. And uh, like I said, I mean I'll have to I would have to look at all the goaltenders that are in um the, the Hockey Hall of Fame. I mean obviously there's some greats in there, but I I would need a real reason of why he's not been put in there and and maybe why fans aren't as upset about it i guess because maybe they see him a little bit as a turncoat going from st louis to edmonton to the maple leaves to the red wings um yeah. an ending kind of his career in, in calgary and phoenix but i mean he gave them some some great years st louis specifically i think he was there for seven seasons six or seven seasons in uh, toronto for for four seasons so yes but yes great player obviously um i mean there's only to put it in perspective he's he's one of those weird goalies that just don't come around you don't see too many of them like him especially ones that don't ever end up winning a stanley cup but are just amazingly good on their own it's not only that but it's the longevity he's uh you know to put it in perspective the next two goalies that are even close to getting you know, breaking his win record and probably will this year, honestly, is Lundqvist, Mark Andre Fleury. The guy had 454 wins. There's only a list of 35 people that have over 300 wins. Yes. So that's nothing to fucking sneeze at. I mean, the top of the list is obviously Martin Brodeur, Patrick Waugh, Roberto Luongo, Ed Belfour, and then Curtis Joseph is right there in fifth, and I am pretty sure Lundqvist and Fleury is probably going to pass up some of these. And the way Fleury's been playing, uh, <laughs> he might even catch up to Wah. I don't know that anyone's going to catch Brodeur. He's got 691. I don't see it happening, not in this day and age, but fuck, if anyone would, I mean, I would say Mark andre Fleury would be the one to try for it. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's crazy. I, it, I mean, uh, Curtis Joseph has one of the lower win percentages on here if you're looking at it stats wise uh but it's it's really hard to see a guy that's got 454 wins one of the top five winningest goalies of all time not in the hockey hall of fame i don't know what you have to do to get in the hockey hall of fame but i would say being in that top five you should probably be there i mean especially because belfour is there and he's only got 30 more wins um 
I'm assuming that he had a cup with the stars, though. That's one of those things where winning a cup matters when it's that tight. Yeah, and I'm looking at this uh, this this trade thing for for New Jersey. Uh, I guess the Blues signed Brendan Shanahan from New Jersey, and he was a restricted free agent, and they wanted compensation. Uh, the Blues offered Curtis Joseph and Rod Brindamore along with two draft picks, which, in hindsight, would have been a great thing for the Devils, I think. Uh, but it turns out the Devils really wanted Scott Stevens. So the six degrees of Scott Stevens is complete, and we've referenced him yet again. <laughs> well, it's like, it's also one of those things that it, that worked out for the Devils. Yeah, exactly. But can you imagine Stanley having Curtis Stevens. Joseph and Rod Brindamore on there? I mean, I guess, but they already had Brodeur. Yeah. So then you that almost been put... a great backup, yeah. But yes, but you, during that time, you can't have a goalie of that caliber being a backup. Yeah. That's that's a modern, that's a modern hockey thing. That's like a, in the NFL where you know Nick Foles now, is behind freaking Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah, or like Barry Sand. That would be like Barry Sanders having a backup running back that they that he split carries with. Like that yeah. shit would never fly back no. then. Um, <laughs> So I'm out for the Devils, and it finally worked out for the Blues. They want to come. Exactly. And we got to we got to we got to see it. We got to celebrate it with them. It was nice. I was happy for them, honestly. You know, I, I love Greg Berube as a coach. It's a team that's earned it. I really enjoy uh, the fans there singing "Country Road." It's always a good time. Yeah. So it was and, and Maybe we got love the song Gloria. Yeah. <laughs> we got to see Drunken Brett Hole. All of that Jesus, yes. <laughs> Between drunken Brett Hole and Cam Neely, like hurling a bottle of water against the wall, like Mach two, you know, <laughs> it's a great Stanley Cup final. It was pretty great overall. There was some some good shit from that final. Um, yes. Hopefully, we'll see more this year. Blues, uh, the Blues still look pretty good. So, yeah, I, man, you're gonna go they're back to the playoffs. Yeah, they're number one in the Western League right now. So that's that's pretty good. Yeah, it's St. Louis, Colorado, and Winnipeg. So that's that's a pretty good lineup, honestly. Do you want to just go over the top of the standings before we head out, and then? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. So right now we're looking at in the Eastern League in the Metropolitan. You got the Capitals in first. Obviously, they're lights out this season, like we just said. So. uh I don't see them losing that anytime soon. Then you got the Islanders right behind them at 29 points. Carolina behind them with 25 points. In the Atlantic Division, you got Boston with 29 points. Montreal with 26. And the Florida Panthers, surprisingly, with 25 points. That's a team that I don't feel like anybody's really paying attention to. And they're just, they're doing great. And clearly it's showing by their uh, their point tally. Yeah, and, and oh, another weird thing about them is they strangely have five overtime losses uh similar to the bruins but those points add up yeah that's points 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 and then on the wild card for at least another day potentially we got pittsburgh which did we talk about them Sidney crosby being out Sid the adult oh we did not that's big no. news we should definitely yeah. talk about that real quick Yes, um, Sydney so the out. adult is out for six weeks after having surgery. Was it a hernia or something? Some sort of older man, older man thing. Yeah, so he has a hernia, and he was debating on whether even going to get the surgery because of where they're at in the standings. And they were like, yeah. "Hey, we need you. Uh, 
we need you healthy for the the long run. So yeah, um, they still got they they won their last game. Um, I don't know. That team's always one of those ones that's it doesn't matter what happens during the season. I mean, we've seen it before where Crosby goes out for 30 games and Malkin's able to keep the thing afloat. and They still make the playoffs and make a run. Uh, they're, they're kind of like, uh, the new England Patriots of the Metro. <laughs> you can't kill them. That's why I hate <laughs> them so I mean? much. <laughs> um, they get an injury. It's just next guy up. It's just, this yeah. one happens to be their Tom Brady. So we'll see. I think they're going to be fine. I mean, it's a long ass season, six weeks. He's going to miss probably, let's say max 10 games. Yeah. And, uh, he's still going to come out and just be him right now. Tied with the flyers. That's interesting. The flyers can get out of this losing. Yes, they can do that tomorrow against the Florida Panthers. Yeah, you you guys aren't that far off of uh, you know, if you get up to that number three spot, you're definitely there in wild card contention. Well, that's the thing. Like uh, before this little losing skid, we were at number three. We were number three in the standings, and then uh, well, things kind of went south. But again, all is not lost. I think we have a great team, and it's going to be a great season. So yes. Phillies, number two on that spot. Number three, Buffalo, is also having a very weird season. They got off to a great start. Now they're just kind of, I would say, evening out a little bit. Um, Jack Eichel's still doing great, so, I mean. Yeah, I mean, four-goal game the other night, uh, which is always incredible to see that, and they pulled off a win. Uh, He's been playing lights out. That team is is a bit weird. They're hard to read. Similar to the Canucks. The Canucks are on a two-game losing streak. Well, I guess we're going to get into the West here in a bit, but they yeah. look pretty good at the start. It's kind of one of those things where I'm not too worried about where the Devils are right now, especially after what St. Louis was able to accomplish at the All-Star break last year. Um, and coming off a two-game win streak, it's, it's just so early in the season. With 82 games, you can see so much change really, really quickly. Um, I mean, the two things I don't see changing is the Capitals and the Bruins being as fucking dominant as they are. <laughs> yeah, yes, this is true. Um, fourth place in the wild card standings, you got Toronto, like we said, not having not having an easy go of it these last few games. So we'll see if that ship writes itself. You got Tampa Bay behind them, which is surprising considering how well they did last season, even if they did choke in the first round of the playoffs. And completely fucked my Stanley Cup bracket off. Um, <laughs> then you got the Rangers behind them, the Devils behind the Rangers, which, hoo that's <laughs> those are two those are two teams to watch out for midseason. I would, I'm gonna I'm gonna say they're, I would see the Rangers turning it around here soon. Have just watching them play, you know, they're not terrible. I think it's just taking them a minute to get going. Uh, Devils, like we've already talked about, there's things that need to be fixed, um, but they do have the potential to turn it around. And then you got yeah, Columbus, mean, Ottawa, and Detroit, and we'll talk about the Devils. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the big thing about the Devils is they have the goal scoring now. Yes, it's just a matter of keeping the fucking wills on in the in the second and third period. They can keep the wills on, get some decent goaltending. I think they'll be fine. If they wanted to get rid of Taylor Hall at this point, I don't think. If they can get a good return or a solid D-man, I think that might actually put the team in a better situation, as crazy as that sounds. I mean, it's going to suck for that top line, but right now that defense is just getting caved in, especially with Batten being injured. Uh, 
hopefully he comes back soon. And Deming is a, a more solid backup than Corey Snyder. I think they can turn turn some things around. I, I would say out in the West, the craziest thing to me is the Coyotes are sitting in second place in the Pacific Division. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the mighty Phoenix. <laughs> Phil Kessel has caused them to rise from the ashes. I don't even know what Phil Kessel's stat line is, but I'm I don't either. Honestly, it's it's a team effort, but I'm always going to attribute it to Phil Kessel. Let's pull up Phil's stats this so far this season just to see. Uh, How dare you speak ill? <laughs> he's got a uh, he's got it looks like nine assists, twelve points, three That's goals. Not bad. Yeah, not he's got bad. a plus minus of negative five. <laughs> Jesus, Phil. God damn it. <laughs> You're getting caved in out there. <laughs> I tried to stand um, up for you. But whatever, dude. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck place. what you think either. <laughs> there are three points back on the um, Oilers, who have been also pretty damn good this season, even though uh, there should be one extra loss there. <laughs> that bullshit that happened in New Jersey. Edmonton. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> and then Vancouver's behind them, like we said. Vancouver's having a having a hell of a season. So I mean, hopefully that stays going because that's that's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, and it, I mean, as long as Quinn Hughes stays healthy, I think that he is a shoe in for Rookie of the Year. I don't I don't think there's any way around that. The guy's playing fucking lights out. I mean, he's good. Jack has been playing well as uh, good as well, but like not on the same level as a uh, brother. Um. <laughs> Did we get the wrong cues? Damn it! No, just kidding. Uh, I think that's one of those things that's just going to take a little bit of time. But he he has looked damn good uh, for them, and obviously Elias Peterson is just an absolute monster. That might be easily one of the best draft picks that's happened in the past ten years uh, with yes. Peterson going to Vancouver. They've really turned that team around. Um, I still hate their ownership. I think it's kind of scummy the way that they tanked that team for so long. Um, but all of that aside, they're playing really, really well. Seems like everyone on the team likes each other. They're really clicking. I hope they can hold it together. I just don't know if they can hold off the Vegas Golden Knights and uh, some of these other teams that we see that are going to be in wild card contention. Uh, and also the Blackhawks are starting to turn it around. Mm-hmm. Kane's playing better. They're at 22 points now. Nine wins, seven losses, four overtime losses. Like... They're on a four-game win streak. So I, that's it's just so crazy. Uh, the big thing that's a little bit... What's weird is the Sharks are at the very bottom, and I know that we haven't talked about them at all because they've kind of had a terrible season. Yeah, they got off to a rough start, and I'm just like, I want to see them turn the ship around, but they're just... Something's not working in San Jose, and it's clear. Well, uh, it's Nashville's starting another, Yeah, Nashville's sure. another team that's like that, too. They're on a six-game winning streak. Oh, so, I, I hope they can keep it going. The Sharks are heating up. Uh, I kind of hope that they don't they don't keep it going, and then maybe they fire Pete DeBoer, and they can bring Pete DeBoer back to the Devils <laughs> as a coach. Because some questions about Mr. John Hines that <laughs> I didn't have about PED. Um, <laughs> well, Pete DeBoer is like the best coach. Like it's so weird. So he he came to the Devils. They didn't do great the first year. The second year, he takes them to the Stanley Cup. And then they have, like, a fall-off year. And then he goes to San Jose. And, like, 
didn't do great the first year, and the second year he has him in the Stanley Cup. I don't. He's good for like one year. You just need to get there. Maybe like Toronto should fire Babcock and bring in Pete DeBoer. <laughs> yes. Just to get them there. Um, yeah, it's all. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of around the league. I, I don't have anything else tonight, man. It was a great show. Uh, get anything you want to lead out with? Yeah. No. Uh, like I was alluding to earlier, I am in the process of creating a website for our little podcast here. Um, got an actual page with our Hall of Fucking Awesome, so I can remember who we've inducted and way about going back and looking through notes, being like, oh shit, who we induct this week? Um, good visual reference. I'm going to try to make it uh, as user-friendly as possible. Now, <laughs> so look look out for that, because it's going be, to be something else. My uh, picture of Phil Kessel is... Mm, god it's the greatest thing ever it's pretty it's pretty damn good from what i've yes. seen so, far. so i know everybody will be excited about that and as always you can check us out on geek vibes uh, nation and uh you can hit us on spotify at skates to throats on itunes at skates to throats uh, yeah do us a every- favor leave a review if you think it's good you know tell us if you think we need to uh think we need to work on stuff by all means we're uh yeah we want to hear from you guys so I'll get on there, leave us a review, tell us what you think. Maybe we should lead the show with that because all the people that would give us negative reviews have already probably left at this point. Yeah, probably. But if you're <laughs> sticking around, good for you for sticking around. If um, you're a if you if you're a wrestling fan, make sure to check out Wrestling Geeks Alliance. That's my other podcast that I do with my good friend Dane Alves. Uh, and as always, I'm on the Geek Five Facebook page. And if you want to talk to me on Twitter, you can be at Chris R. Patton on Twitter, on Facebook, Christopher r Patton. um yeah man i hope everyone has a great week dakota you have a great week and uh i guess say goodbye to good people and we'll head out yes man i am uh i will see you beauties next week and the next time we talk about this great sport known as hockey until then you guys have a spec you guys have a spectacular time